The Lord Jesus was the greatest traveler in history. From eternity past, He stepped into time. We have the privilege of walking with Jesus every day. Join Scott Pauley now as we continue to follow Christ's steps through the Gospel according to Mark. It's an embarrassing thing to fall asleep while you're praying. We've all done it, I'm sure, at some point. But can you imagine doing it in the presence of Jesus Christ in the flesh? In Mark chapter 14, we have been camping for the last few days in this Garden of Gethsemane. And forgive me for not moving more quickly through this passage, but it's so rich and so full of so much truth. I just think God has much for us in this portion of Scripture. We've considered the fact that Jesus was there intently praying, that Gethsemane was Christ's prayer closet. Well, at the same time that Jesus was there praying, the disciples, especially Peter, James, and John, were there sleeping. As a matter of fact, Mark chapter 14, verse 41, we read, And he cometh the third time, and saith unto them, Sleep on now, and take your rest. It is enough, the hour is come. Behold, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Uh, this prayer closet became their place to get a nap, to catch up on sleep. And before you're too quick to criticize them, remember why they were sleeping. They weren't just sleeping because they were tired. They were weary with fear. Luke 22 verse 45 says that they were sleeping for sorrow. Not long ago I was reading through this portion of Scripture and I came to this next verse. We, we usually just kind of read it and move on like it's an ending, but listen to the verse. Verse 42, Jesus says to them, Rise up, let us go. Lo, he that betrayeth me is at hand. Now, to this point, he's been saying, Get up and pray, get up and pray, get up and pray. Now he says, Rise up, let us go. Now the Lord Jesus is standing up with courage, with confidence, from the place of prayer to go face Judas and those who are coming to arrest him. By the way, when you've been in the presence of God, you can face whatever comes at you. There comes a moment in life where it's time to get up and get on with it. You know, the devil wants you to think that everything's a dead end. With the devil, it is a dead end, but with God, it's always a new beginning. Life is full of endings, but the Lord is the God of new beginnings. A God who says, all right, let's get over this, let's move on to the next thing. And here's Jesus nearing the end of his life. And here are the disciples coming to the end of their time with Him, and yet, in the midst of those endings, God is showing us, I think, one of the most powerful truths about new beginnings. Listen to the words of Jesus again to the disciples. Rise up, let us go. Clovis Chapel, that great Bible teacher, said that this is, in a nutshell, the gospel of a second chance. Aren't you glad for a God of second chances? So many people get stuck somewhere along the way. They get stuck in their fears. That's what these disciples had done. They were afraid. Christ took His sorrow to prayer. They took their sorrow to bed. Could I recommend, don't take your fears to bed with you. Take it to God in prayer. Some people get stuck with their friends. Remember, there's some peer pressure here. Peter, James, and John, all three of them were there. You'd think at least one of them could have stayed awake. Peter surely should have led, but they didn't. They got stuck. Some people get stuck with their flesh, making excuses, doing what comes natural, uh, resisting the, the suffering and struggle that may come in life. Don't get stuck there. Some people get stuck in their failures, 
The truth of the matter is we all have failed. Peter, James, and John failed miserably. They missed their moment. They, they failed to pray. They failed to see the Lord and hear the Lord praying as He did. Now, those moments don't come again. You can't recapture the past. You can't get that hour that you lost. But may I tell you, God will give you a new hour. He'll give you a new beginning. And I think there's great hope in these words of Jesus. Rise up, let us go. Notice that he did not say, boys, you stay here. I'm going on. I'm leaving you behind. He says, us, we're, we're going together. Let me show you some thoughts from these words. First of all, the word rise, rise up. Here is Jesus' invitation. He's saying, you've been here long enough. The first step to moving on is getting up. And perhaps today you're stuck in something. You're stuck in your past. You're stuck in some memory or some guilt or some condemnation. Stop. Stop it. See where you are. Get sick of where you are and make a deliberate choice that by God's grace, you're going to get up from that. And that's the first step of Jesus. You can't come to Him. You can't follow Him if you're not willing to rise up. Do you remember that prodigal when he finally came to the end of himself? What did he say? He said, I will arise and go to my Father. That's the first step. Rise up and get to your Father. And so you have Jesus' invitation. Then you have Jesus' direction. Listen to the words. He said, let us go. Don't you love the word go? Jesus is always going. Where is he going? He's going forward. The word go doesn't look to the past. The word go looks to the future. What's the next step for you? What does God have planned for you? It may be challenging steps. They were facing some challenging hours ahead of them. But Jesus knew. He knew the work that he had to do. He knew the work Peter was going to do and James was going to do and John was going to do. And he knew they couldn't stay in that garden forever. And my brother, my sister, you can't stay where you are forever either. You can't stay in neutral with God. If you're not moving forward, you're drifting backward. You're going the wrong direction. Jesus' invitation is rise up. Jesus' direction is go. But then, number three, hear these beautiful words. I rejoice in these words. Rise up, let us go. Here is Jesus' participation. He didn't say, you go. No, he said, I'm going to go with you. And he didn't say, I'll go and leave you behind. He said, you're going with me. Oh, what mercy. He's not angry with you. He loves you. You may feel like you've blown it, like you've really failed. You just have messed up royally. Well, join the club, get in line, take a number. Peter, James, John, the best of disciples, the inner circle disciples will tell you, we've all been there. We've all failed the Lord. And the devil, that accuser of the brethren, loves to whisper in the ear. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. He'll whisper in your ear and tell you, you really blew it now. The Lord wants nothing to do with you. There's no future for you. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus says, rise up. Let us go. I'm thinking now of that grand old hymn by Joseph Hart, Come ye sinners, poor and needy. The second verse says, I will arise and go to Jesus. He will embrace me in his arms. Did you know the man who wrote those words, Joseph Hart, was a backslidden man, a rebel, who returned to God at 45 years of age. You talk about some wasted time and wasted years. But the moment he returned to the Lord, the moment he turned and looked to the Lord, he found that Jesus had pursued him and was standing there with arms wide open. Jesus is speaking to those disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane and he's speaking to you today. Don't miss your opportunity. 
And what does he want? He wants you to take this moment, this opportunity, to say, by the grace of God, I'm going to have a new beginning. I'm going to repent of my sin and failure against God, and I'm going to begin again today by God's grace. The difference in those who stay stuck and those who move forward is the ability to begin again. You ever wonder why some people seem to stagnate and get stale and get stuck? They spend the rest of their miserable lives at the same place. And then you see somebody else that may have really messed up, but somehow they've been able to get past their past and move on. I'll tell you why. Because they've accepted the forgiveness that comes through Jesus Christ and they have found in the Lord Jesus a fresh start. And I want to tell you today, there is a fresh start, my friend. You may have royally failed. You may have messed up. And the devil and everybody else may tell you you're washed up. But that's not what Jesus says. Jesus says, rise up, let us go. Would you hear the love and mercy and grace of God wound up in those words today? Jesus Christ is with you and you are still with Him. God has a bright future for you. There are good days ahead if you'll walk with Jesus. It was Hudson Taylor that said, God is always advancing. Well, I want you to know, He was advancing in the Garden of Gethsemane and he's still advancing today. And the words of Jesus echo through the corridors of time. Would they speak to your heart today and would you answer them? What is he saying? Jesus says, rise up, let us go. It has been a privilege to study the scriptures with you. If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, it is our prayer that you will call on Him now in faith. He wants to be your constant companion. For more information on knowing Christ or walking with Him, visit us online at scottpauley.org. May the Lord help you to enjoy the journey today.